Over 500 years ago, Michelangelo painted what is today one of the most famous religious artistic masterpieces in the planet. This is called the creation of Adam. And it is God reaching out and Adam reaching back. Maybe you've seen it in textbooks, movies, probably seen people make fun of it. Uh, Michelle and I saw it in person, incredible, in the, up in the top of the Sistine Chapel, how long he laid on his back on a scaffold painted, we don't know. But again, it's the imagery of on the right, God reaching down, and on the left, Adam or mankind reaching back. See, God is the giver of life and destiny and purpose. And he reaches out to Adam. And Adam's response is to reach back to God. It's beautiful and people love it. And yet, if you really begin to dial in, this is how a lot of people feel. They feel right here like God's just out of reach. Maybe you're here this weekend and you're sort of new. Somebody drug you, bribed you until they'd buy you lunch. No telling. And you came and maybe you feel like God's, you know, he's just, he's out there, but he's just out of reach. Man, we're super stoked you're with us this weekend because as you reach out, we believe God is going to reach and God's going to touch you in a unique way this weekend. Maybe you're a Christ follower and you feel like God's favor is just out of reach. Maybe God's purpose or God's calling they're just out of reach for you in your life. Well, I've got incredible news this weekend. We believe that finding God's favor is going to help you get in touch with not just God, but God's purpose for your life. And walking in that favor is what I call the absolute extreme adventure. People say, you know, Pastor, man, this Christian life is boring. And my deal is, have you lived it? Boring, you get up in the morning and you meet with the God of the universe. You open the word and God of the universe meets you there. You, you have an open access to heaven. You get to see miracles. You get to be used by God in transformative work. You're an ambassador for the king of heaven. Boring, man, you are, wow, that is crazy. See, God's favor is actually already at work. And it is a force that will fill every footstep of our families and our ministries and our groups and our lives. That's why our theme verse for this year is Psalms 90, verse 17. We'll put it on the screen. Let's read this verse together. You should have it memorized by now. May the favor of the Lord our God and confirm for us the work of our hands Yes, confirm the work of our hands. So how do we, pastor, get in touch with God's favor? How do we close the gap? We're going to talk about that. Welcome all of our campuses. We're super stoked that you're with us, fired up. Whether you're at any of our campuses, maybe you're still online due to COVID. We love you. We miss you. Uh, whenever you're watching or you're with us, just know that, man, we're praying for you and believing God to do incredible things. Now, if you were here last weekend, didn't Pastor Zach do an amazing job? It was an awesome message. 
And, and I would encourage you every weekend to do what Pastor Zach gave us last week. Every time you gather with the people of God, ask God, what is my action step? You might get in a song, in a drama, you may get it in the message, but here was the action steps for finding faith for your family. Pick a worship song and listen to it together. Uh, participate in worship, don't spectate. Men, Bubba. Bubba, you guys with your arms folded, not really sure if you really want to be here and your kids watch that, stop that. Raise those hands up. Participate and let your kids know you love God. Come on. Pray out loud together. Men, this is you. Come on. Step up and be the spiritual leader of your family. Come on, step up, pray out loud, declare God's word over your wife, over your kids. That, that clapping, that was a woman. That was, that was not a man. But ladies, listen to me. Listen, quit fighting your husband for you to be the authority. There are a lot of men who will not step up spiritually because they fought you long enough and you just outlasted them. I know you're out there. Are you breathing? Listen, I'm an equal opportunity basher. If I haven't got you yet, I'm coming for you in this sermon. So I haven't got you yet. It's coming, so hang with me. Come on. If you're listening, say I am. So then do me a favor. Share what God uh, does in, uh, in your life. We really want to share more stories because here's what happened with stories. When you hear what God does with this promiser over here, you believe God can do it for you. So next weekend, we're going to share some incredible stories of God's favor, celebrate what's going on. So whether you're just getting back with us through COVID or you've been back or maybe this is your first time again, man, listen, we got one week left in the devotional book. If you don't know what that means, they're free. Pick them up when you leave. Start on that day. Finish the month in February. Start it over it's really about building a foundation of favor in your life. You can go to Version, do the Bible reading plan with me, the one-year Bible plan. That's what I'm on. If you're on the Finding Favor version, that's three verses, and it will be over January 31st. So jump on the one-year Bible plan, and come on, let's get in. I'm going to say this one more time, last, last weekend. This Thursday, John Maxwell, Rob Hoskins, we do this live. It's a book tour. Rob Hoskins, by the way, you may not know that name. His ministry has given 1.5 billion Bibles to children around the world. Incredible. Incredible. Take your phone, grab that QR code. It's a, it's, it is a ticketed event. And it is these two guys are global, global chain transformation guys. That's what I want to be. So Father God, we come to you now super excited. You're the giver of life, the giver of good and perfect gift. And God, you want us to walk in your favor. And so Father, there's some people that need scales peeled off their eyes. There's some people that need a revelation about your word. They need an impartation. God, how many services I sat in and you spoke to me. So Father, I'm asking you right now to do a supernatural work and we all leave with a holy hunger and we all see your favor is for us. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. all right, here's. Now, a lot of people ask me questions 
And here's some questions like, why am I here? What am I supposed to do, pastor? What's so special about me? Or why did God make me? Or even, why did God make me like this? Now, let me tell you, this right here is where the devil wants you, in the gap. Because see, in the gap, there's no power, there's no purpose, and there's no favor. You've just missed what God has for you. The enemy wants us overreaching in religious activity. The enemy wants us overextended and distracted and busy with life, missing the favor because he, if, the, if he can get us in the gap, he can keep us believing lies like God is not there, God doesn't care, God doesn't hear, your prayers are not gonna be answered, there's no hope for your marriage or your business or your future, and we lose the truth that God's favor is for every one of his followers. Come on, somebody, it's for you. Now, <clears throat> I, I, I pray for you, I intercede for us, and I was asking the Lord, Father, what, what, what's the enemy doing? Where do we need to rise up at faith promise? And, and literally, the, some of the thoughts I had was this, we, we are not running rampant into overt evil in this, in this congregation. Everybody's not out there having affairs, although there's, there, there probably are some, and you need to stop it in Jesus' name. Everybody's not just standing up all night viewing porn, although there's some of you, and you need to stop that. Let me tell you the number one thing I believe the devil is using to keep us from God's favor, living in the gap, and that is we're distracted. We're distracted. The average American spends eight hours of screen time. How many cat videos can you watch? Are you with me? It's, and so we're distracted. We're distracted with politics. We're distracted with COVID. We're distracted with sports. We're distracted with the Jeremy Pruitt issue. Who will be the next coach? Who will be the next AD? We are so distracted that we miss the favor of God. Listen, Monday, Donald Trump was the president. Tuesday, Joe Biden was the president. Has your life changed between this past Monday and Tuesday? Not a stinking bit. How much news do you need? We watched for four years CNN tell us how badly Donald Trump sucked. We will watch for four years as Fox will tell us how badly Joe Biden will suck. Listen, I don't want to miss anybody. Are you with me? Listen. The gospel has the power to transform. God's favor has the power to move. Get over who's in the White House. Come on, somebody. Man, we have revival breakout. Everything you're worried about will stop. I'm telling you. Yeah, but pastor, the country's in a moral decay. Of course it is. Let's see God's people stand up and shine some light in the darkness instead of hiding at ball fields and worried on social media. Come on, let's get out there and shine some light. Good heavens, expect darkness to be dark. Just don't expect light to be light. Are y'all with me? God's hands are outstretched to bring us incredible favor. I don't care what this, I don't care what this year holds for you. You can have incredible favor. Last year, I'm telling you, it was the best years I've ever had. 
I had more spiritual growth. I had more breakthroughs personally. I saw God do more. And I believe 2021 is going to be better. I really do. COVID's here. Sure it is. Politics here. Sure they are. God is on the throne. And he's where I'm focused. Is anybody with me? Come on, anybody with me? <clears throat> Look what the psalmist said in Psalm 138. Though I walk in the midst of trouble. Well, there's you are. There we are. We're going to walk in trouble, right? You will revive me. You will stretch out your what? Your what? Against the wrath of my enemies. Your right will save me. Oh, Lord, accomplish what concerns me. Your loving kindness, your hesed is everlasting. Do not forsake the work of your hands. God's hands reached out. What work is he talking about? He's talking about you, Philippians 1.16. He began a good work. We'll perfect it. You're not dead. God's not done. God wants to put his favor on you. His hand is outstretched to touch you right where you are. He's ready to revive you. He's ready to restore your marriage. He's ready to restore your ministry. He's ready to bless your business. He's ready to give a Holy Ghost beat down to your enemies. Listen, your enemy is not Donald Trump, although many of you believe that. Your enemy is not Joe Biden, although the other half of you believe that. The Bible says our enemies are not people, they're principalities and powers and rulers of wickedness in heavenly places. But the devil wants us fighting each other instead of what Romans said, you will soon crush Satan under your foot. We got favor. We have authority. Wow. He's ready to save. He's ready to move. And his right hand is full a favor, please, in the name of Jesus, please don't miss this. One of the things that I see every time I read through the Bible is how many people missed it. Jesus was there and they missed it. He walked through and he said, the kingdom's come close and you've missed it. The rich young ruler missed it because he cared more about his money than he did what God was doing in his life. Come on, gang, don't miss it. All in favor, say I. I. Come on, all in favor, say I. I. Man, I want more of it. Y'all want more of the favor of God? I'm a spiritual pig. I want all that I can get. God's favor is a force that's already at work and his outstretched arm is ready to touch, heal, restore, and bring his power to your every footsteps, your walk, your ministry, your family. He's ready to do it. So listen, he's reaching out right now. But I want you to notice something. You see, God's hand is fully extended. Y'all see that? But Adam's is not. I don't know if Michelangelo did it on purpose, but Adam's got his hand held back here. You see that? Today, we're going to reach out. Touch the hand of God and receive all that God has. So what about your hands? What about those two things hanging on the end of your arms? How do we get in touch with God's favor? How do we close the gap? Well, again, our theme verse, confirm for us the work of our hands. Yes, confirm the work of our hands. Let me give you what God says about you and your hands. And some of you, 
are going to immediately argue with the scripture. Is that dumb as a rock? But you are. Well, he's not talking about me. So God, God's isolated you from every other follower of him. Come on, quit believing the devil. That's what God said. But you are a chosen race. You are a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation. You're a people for God's own possession. Why? So that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness. Y'all remember what it was like before you were saved? Into his marvelous light. For you were once not a people. You're just out there. But now you are the people of God. You had not received mercy, but now you've received mercy. See, in these hands that God has given mercy, these hands can be held up in surrender. I surrender to you, God. I surrender to your word. I surrender to your lordship. I surrender to the power of the Holy Ghost in my life. I surrender to the gifts you have for me. I surrender to the miracles. I surrender to you. I don't care what Hollywood, I don't care what Washington, I don't care what rock stars say, I don't care what the sports heroes say, I care what you say. I raise my hand in surrender. These hands are also holy hands. And the Bible says lift up holy hands in prayer. We get to lift up and call and talk to and have access to the holy of holies, to the God of all glory. We get to talk to him and have God. It is incredible. We also get to extend these hands in serving others, in caring for the least and the last and the lonely, in taking the mercy that was given to us that we received that we give out to other people. So we extend our hands in service. Is anybody with me? Y'all get that? You see... Our hands cannot be in our pockets because your hands are not your, your own anymore. The Bible says you're not your own, you're bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your mortal bodies. These hands, you're a chosen priesthood, a royal nation, a people for God's own possession. That's the hands at the end of your hands. Man, that, your hands are royal, they are holy. And they have received mercy and they give mercy and the gospel and love. See, God really does use real people with real problems to advance his real kingdom. I love you. I can draw a straight line with a crooked stick. And see, so you know me now. Yeah, it's easy for God to use, use Chris, but you didn't know me back then. If you knew me back then, you'd say, there's no way God could use that guy. That guy's jacked. That guy's messed up. We all are. God wants to favor you and use you. Where you live, work, study, shop, and play, that's your mission field. And so one of the things next weekend, we're just gonna be a connection weekend as we launch our, our spring, winter, uh, small groups. And man, listen, if you're not in a group, I wanna challenge you. That'll be, your, that'll be your action step. If you feel like there's a gap, I wanna encourage you, join a group. Come on, get involved. Next week, you don't have the opportunity. Because at Faith Promise, we grow together. The closer you grow to one another, the closer you'll grow to God. You want to close the gap? Get in a group. And if you say, well, I've been in a group. We didn't close the gap. Find another one. That one sucks. <laughs> and when the people call and say, hey, we haven't seen your group. Well, the pastor said, your group wasn't any good. I'm going to find another one. <laughs> and send all those emails to Josh Whitehead at 
Faith's promise. Maybe you feel like God's, man, God's purpose. Maybe you feel like there's a space. Come on, get in a group. Get in a group. Pastor, you still understand I'm too busy. Then don't ask for God's peace and favor. Just stay deluded. Just stay, just stay misdirected. When you stand before God and he says, hey, man, what's the deal? I was just too busy. Come on. Maybe, you've, maybe you feel out of sorts because you stopped serving others. Hey, can I tell you, in the last nine months, almost 1,500 people quit serving because we didn't have church for 12 weeks. The only way you could serve was to serve online or to serve, you know, to serve in some type of production for, the, for what was gonna be online. And guess how many of those people that didn't serve, because we had over 2,000 that were serving every month, still haven't got back to serving. You wonder why you feel a little gap, a little out of sorts? I, one of our elders called me and said, hey, I met with one of the volunteers this week. It was Ben, he serves at this campus. I call him the bumblebee. And Ben the Bumblebee is over all the, the ushers at the Pellissippi campus, and he's brokenhearted. He said, how many people used to serve? Where are they? What's going on? Are they okay? So we're out of sorts because we, how many kids, the people that used to love them and care for them in kids' ministry are not there anymore? Because hadn't been back, well, I'm back, but I'm afraid, you know, so I, I don't want to serve. I, I got to tell you something. I don't get Christians being afraid. Are you okay? Grow up and quit being afraid to serve our God. Come on. Come on. Come on. God, but life is so hard, Pastor. It's so complicated. Corona, all this stuff. If you'd get your hands out of your pocket and open them up to God, he'd fill them with favor. And then you have what I call the anointing of ease. Come on, Butch, I love me some anointing of ease. Every day I say, Lord, can I have the anointing of ease today? What is that? That means everything comes together. Are y'all with me? I just, man, just let it flow. Some of you are this weekend, man, you need to get in a freedom group so you can get delivered. Some of you really are burdened for souls. You need to get in a fire group where we're, where we're really doing more evangelism than normal. Come on. The last thing Jesus said before he left here was, as you're going, reach out. Reach out and win people to me. Disciple them, baptize them, teach them, observe everything I've taught you. See, we gotta take our hands out of our pocket where we live, work, study, shop, and play. Because it's hard for God to fill a hand that's closed it in a pocket. Does this, does this make sense? Now, what does God say? It goes on in 2 Peter. Beloved, again, all that he's called you, Royal priesthood, holy nation, people of God. He says, beloved, I urge you to live as aliens and strangers. Why would God call us to live as aliens and strangers? You know why? The better you get to know Jesus, the more whack this world is. And some of you are in love with the world. And the Bible says you gotta make a choice between the world and him. See, we don't wanna make a choice, we wanna hang on to both. God, wishy-washy. Come on. So we've got, what does he say? Strangers and aliens, I urge you to abstain from fleshly lust, which wage war. Keep your behavior excellent among the Gentiles, people that don't know God, 
So do the things in which they slander you. We live in a culture now, they're going to slander us. Are you with me? You stand up and say abortion is a sin. It kills a baby. People will say you're evil. There'll be a day when they'll call evil good and good evil. We live in that day. There's no need running around. It's just where we are. And so that's where we are. That, but, and what he said about those that are slandering us, that they may see your good deeds and observe them and glorify God in the day of visitation. Now, this is easy preaching and hard living. You know what I'm talking about? And I'm just going to be honest with you. There are times I don't want to take my hands out of my pocket either. There are Saturdays I'm doing stuff. I don't want to quit, take a shower, come to church. I want to keep doing what I'm doing. See, some of y'all get to do that because you're not me. You don't want to bring the boat in. You decide I'm just going to stay. Let's go back on Sunday. We'll go next weekend. I don't, I, don't, I don't have that. There's Sunday mornings. I just want to give up. Get up. Shell's warm. I don't get out of bed. Are you with me? There are times I don't want to go small group. I want my hands in my pocket. I was flying home. I'd been gone for three weeks on a mission trip and preaching and teaching. Hadn't seen Michelle. Couldn't wait to see Michelle. Gone three weeks. I said, Michelle, just text her. Hey, pull up. I'll grab my bags. I'll hit the car. We'll go straight home. So I got my bags. As closer I got to the car, it looked like somebody was in the back seat. There was somebody in the back seat. I said, this is, what? So I throw my bags in. Michelle, what's, what's up? I had never even seen this girl. Young lady. Well, Chris, I've been, I've been ministering to her. She's got demons and we want you to cast them out. I don't want to cast no stinking demons out. I got a bad attitude. Are y'all with me? I'm going to go home. I've been gone three weeks. I got it. Listen, I don't want to deal with demons. I want to deal with Michelle. I got nothing for demons. Now I'm mad. I got a bad attitude. My hands are in my pocket, but I don't have any choice. So I cast the demons out of this person as quickly as I could. So I get home. But now Michelle's mad at me because she knows I'm mad at her. So ruined all of that. I didn't want to take my hands in my pocket. That she was, she was partially clean. She came back to our, to our ministry team on Monday night, got delivered, went to Australia, went to Bible school. She's in ministry today. Listen, take hands out of your pockets. Come on, take hands out of your pockets and receive the favor God has. Come on, somebody. Campus pastors, you guys take it away. All right, that's what we're gonna do. See, this, this scene is what religion lies about. See, religion says, if you'll work harder, if you'll be better, if you'll give more money, then you can close the gap. But the Bible says, who can pay for their own sins? Who can redeem themselves? Nobody. The good news is, is that God has reached out his hand and you don't have to work harder, you don't have to give more money, you don't have to get cleaned up. You come to God just like you are. Salvation is by grace, through faith. It is not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, lest anyone should boast. 
And while we were sinners, the Bible said God demonstrated his love toward us and that Jesus died for us on a cross and God has reached out and he said, I've got an incredible gift for you. It's called salvation. It's called forgiveness. It's called freedom. It's called adoption. And if you'll just reach out, you can't pay for or work for a gift. You just reach out and say, oh God, I want some of that. So if you're ready to get you some of that, and I'm telling you, it's the greatest thing on the planet is getting God into your life. I'm just telling you. So if you're ready for some of that, with every head bowed and every eye closed, I'm going to lead us in a prayer. Promisers, we're going to pray out loud with people that are going to make their first confession and call on God today. Come on, pray after me. Dear God, you've reached out to me and I ran from you. I've sinned. I've done wrong. Forgive me. I receive your gift of salvation, of adoption, of forgiveness, and freedom. I confess you as my Lord. I believe you died on a cross, and I believe you rose again. And I will follow you. 